Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Date Yourself Radio. Today I have Kelly Covert on the show with me and she's a transformational coach over at Strong Body Whole Heart. Kelly starts off the interview with telling us about how she was a perfectionist and an overachiever most of her life. And she made a really good point that while we're in school, the system is set up to reward overachievers. So we keep doing it. We keep making good grades, being in all the clubs, being president of them, and we get rewarded and it feels good. And so we just keep doing it. And then we get out of school and into real life. And I put real life in quotes and we keep achieving because that's that that's what we know how to do. That's what we know what to do. And so that looks like lifting more weight at CrossFit, getting our marathon times faster and faster, doing better at our job where we may or may not even get a raise, um, having a nice house, nice things, nice cars, whatever it is. And at some point, I find most overachievers or perfectionists, whatever you want to refer to it as, um, hit a breaking point because we have all of these things, all of these external things to um to show of our achievements, to show of all the things that we've accomplished in our life, but we're exhausted and it just feels like something else is missing and it can't help but beg the question, what's the point in all of this? So if you can relate to any of this, then you're going to love what Kelly shares in this interview today. So as you listen in, consider these questions. Do you find yourself doing things that you feel like you should be doing rather than things you want to be doing? 
Do you struggle with just sitting and doing nothing? And again, I put doing nothing in air quotes. So do you struggle with just sitting to read, to relax, to meditate, to watch a movie without scrolling through your newsfeed? Do you look to feel validated and worthy from someone or something else? Do you have a hard time deciphering what a real relationship, and again, I put that in air quotes, is versus a Hollywood version of what a relationship looks like and just don't even know if you're settling or if your expectations are too high, too low, or even where you kind of fall into that spectrum? Does your perfectionism and really lack of worthiness of yourself make you fear rejection from someone else? All right, so consider those questions as we listen in. But before we get there, I wanted to let you know that next week on April 13th, I'm presenting a brand new free webinar and it's called How to Get Over Your Ex. I find a lot of women get over their ex in one of two ways or really a combo of both. Either immediately rebounding onto the next person or just assuming and waiting for the time to pass until you're not sad and crying. And then once the immediate shock is over, you assume you're over your ex and you move on to the next person or get back into dating. But the truth is, without doing the deeper work to turn a break up into a breakthrough, you run a pretty high risk of dating the same person over and over again, but just in a different body. So following my seven-step process, which is the exact process I'm teaching in the upcoming webinar next week, It'll help you to see not just what your patterns are, but also to help you break out of them so you can create a new dating experience and a new dating paradigm for the next person that you date after the current person that you're getting over. So even if you can't make it live, you can still sign up so I can send you the recording. And to do that, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash get over your ex, and that's all smushed into one word. And I also have a pretty exciting announcement on the webinar, so be sure to make it live if you can. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I have Kelly with me today. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Veronica. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good, good. All right. So before we, um, well, actually, let's just go ahead and jump in and just kind of tell us who you are, where you are, and tell my audience um, how you got to be where you are and what you're doing today. Great. So my name is Kelly Covert, and I'm the co-owner of Strong Body Whole Heart. And Strong Body Whole Heart is a transformational life coaching company where we really help people step into their everyday worthiness and start to live the life that they have always wanted to live. And I am super passionate about the idea that we are worthy today. And that for me really came from this place where I, all my life, all my life, I've been sort of like this high, high driving, overachiever, perfectionist kind of girl. And, you know, one day I just sort of realized it wasn't making me feel the way I want to feel. And so when I really got a good grip on that, I became a recovering perfectionist. And now that's how I live my life. And it's something that I really love to share with others. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about what life looked like before when you were in this um, doing mentality, this overachiever perfectionist life? What did that look like for you? Sure. Well, first of all, I was exhausted Mm -hmm. all the time. And, you know, I, what I, what I realized is that everything that I did was to prove something. So 
it started when I was little, you know, like I always had to have the best grades in the class and I always had to be the first one to have the answer. And I always had to do, you know, the whole hard project or all of the extra credit, even if I didn't need it. And then in college, you know, I had to be the president of everything and I had to be winning the awards and getting the honors and doing all this stuff. And, you know, it was really interesting because I think that in school, someone like me, an overachiever really thrives because the environment is conducive to that. Like Mm -hmm. you're rewarded for doing really well and for working really hard. And so I was surprised to see that it came with me after that, or, you know, I shouldn't have been surprised, but what it became for me after school was, okay, now I have to prove to everybody that I'm good enough, that I'm strong enough. I need to be the best at everything. I need to run marathons and then the marathon was not good enough. So now I have to run a 50 K and I have to do everything (laughs) better and longer. And, um, I was just so darn tired all the time and not just physically tired and not just emotionally tired. I was tired of doing all of the things and still not feeling good enough. Uh, it's it so kind of interesting like, it's like are you describing yourself or are you describing me this is the thing like we are not alone I think mm-hmm. that so many women feel this way yeah and then you know they're they're doing all of the the right things right like they're checking mm-hmm. all of the boxes they have the great job mm-hmm. they have the degrees they have the letters behind their names they have a great place that they're living they're they're checking off all of the boxes and they wonder why they're still not feeling good enough. Mm. And what I discovered about myself is that doing all of those things to prove to myself or to prove to other people that I was good enough never did the trick. And the reason why is because the good enough comes from belief within. Like Mm. that comes from me knowing that right now, this minute, if I never do another thing, if I never receive another award or hang another certificate on my wall or whatever the thing is, that I am good enough today. And when I really hit that point, number one, I, I sort of declared myself to have a year of, of underachieving. Hmm. I like really literally sure. set an intention um, and it started the year that I turned 40. I set an intention. I am not going to overachieve. And what that meant for me was I'm not going to do things that I don't really want to do just to show people that I can do it or just to show myself that I can do it. Like I'm done with that. I'm done with the proving. I'm done with the striving because it never felt good. Yeah. And, and I was exhausted. And so when I set, set the intention to underachieve, like I literally would tell people and they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Because overachieving, like we wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah, we do. It's like business. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's hysterical to me mm-hmm. because it never really gives us the thing that we want. Yeah. We might as well be wearing a scarlet letter as far as I'm concerned, because mm-hmm. like, that's how it makes us feel all of the time. Like yeah. if we're not working hard enough, you feel guilty or you feel ashamed or whatever. And when I really started underachieving and in doing so, I only said yes to the things that I wanted to do. I only said yes to the things that made me feel the way that I want to feel. Mm. And I got a ton accomplished. I mean, I started my business that year. And so Mm. certainly that's not underachieving, but it's achieving the things that 
that really nourish me instead of take away from how I want to feel. Yeah, I love that. And that's just, I mean, that's just so true. And just so many different aspects of your life of just focusing on areas of your life and you're putting your time, your money, and your energy on things that you actually want to say yes to. Um, And then, you know, just letting go the things that you don't want to say yes to. So what types of things did you start letting go or what did you quote unquote underachieve in? Well, a big part of my life at that time um, was triathlon. I was a triathlete and I was a triathlon coach as -hmm. well. And I still actually coach a lot of triathletes. I don't race anymore, though. I gave that up. And it was really interesting because the the reason I took a break was because I was physically done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, my body was like, you can't do it anymore. And so what I did was I went straight from doing long distance triathlons, like full Ironman, half Ironman, like super, like all day events mm-hmm. to doing CrossFit, <laughs> which is not, <laughs> not nice to your body either. If you're doing it in the way that I was doing it, like yeah. super competitive, I really had to be the best at everything. I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, lifting as much as everybody else. And I basically put my body into like a total tailspin. And I was so tired. I remember one day I was driving home and I was so tired. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I wanted to cry. Like, I, I mean, and I was like, five minutes from my house. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. I'm so tired. And that was a real wake up call for me. I I really had to come to that place where my body was breaking down because of the stress that I was putting it through. And it wasn't just physical stress, you know, it was that on top of feeling like I have to be like number one, perfect mom and number one, perfect wife and doing all of this extra stuff and starting my own business. And, you know, all of these things, it, it just stacks on, on top, on top, on top. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't physically could not handle it anymore. And I really had to take a step back and say, what am I doing to myself? And why am I doing it? Mm. Why do I feel like I have to do all of these things and be the best and be the strongest and be the fastest? Like, where is that coming from? And that's when I really got clear on how I want to feel and what things make me feel that way. Mm. And pushing myself to the limit physically didn't make me feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of, um, I don't remember where I read this, but like how, I think it was a perspective of a mom, like a mom was trying to be like the perfect mom and, you know, do all the things and then realize that her son just needed her, didn't need her to be the perfect mom or the best mom or, or anything like that. So that just kind of reminded me of that. So, um, yeah, that, that's really, that's really awesome. So what did it look like when you started, you know, releasing some of these things you stopped, I assume going to CrossFit or maybe you didn't. Um, what did yeah, no, I stopped. Okay. Like I stopped everything. Okay. Um, I, cause I physically couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the first, like, I feel like I sort of went in waves, right? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was like the start of my recovery from, from perfectionism. And I, there was a lot of guilt and shame for me. Yeah. Because I was coming from this place, well, I'm not doing the things that quote unquote, I'm supposed to be doing or that I should be doing. And so I, you know, had to work through that, that guilt and shame, like, oh, I'm lazy. That was a biggie for me, Mm -hmm. that feeling that I'm lazy. And I said something to my husband once during that time period. And he looked at me 
like I was crazy. <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I just feel lazy. He was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and when he said that to me, it was sort of like a, oh my gosh, yeah. like I, my idea of what like a normal person should be like is just totally skewed and crazy and weird. <laughs> and I've been missing out on like, like having a lazy day and just sitting on the couch and reading and like being okay with that. Like I never enjoyed, I loved doing those things, but I wouldn't allow myself to enjoy them. Yeah. And I wouldn't give that to myself. And so it it was, once I got sort of past the idea that there was something wrong with me, that I wasn't doing these things anymore, then I was really able to take a step back and be like, hey, Look at all this time that I have. Look at all this time that I can be doing things that I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so then I had to get really clear on what it is I wanted because for so long I was driven by what the things, what I thought I should be doing. And I wasn't, those things weren't the things I wanted to be doing. They didn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel. So I had to take a step back and get clear on exactly what it is I wanted to feel. Yeah. How do I want to feel at the end of the day? This, the word should, you know, and how you're really living someone else's expectations or even if it's society's beliefs or what yeah. things you should be doing. So I'll link to that in the show notes for everyone. But I'm, I'm lo- I love that you said that word because that's just, it's a trigger word in my coaching practice. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard someone say quit shooting all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because it's exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we put this all these expectations on ourselves Mm -hmm. and they're not coming from anyone else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but us. Mm -hmm. So it's really about taking that personal responsibility. I think that, and it's interesting because as overachievers, generally we're really responsible people, right? Like we get the job done. We do the thing. Like we're not the people that are, you know, turning in homework late Mm -hmm. or turning in work assignments half done or whatever, Mm -hmm. like we're going to get it done because Mm -hmm. it's important for us to look good. Yeah. But it's about taking that personal responsibility, not to an external thing, but Mm -hmm. to an internal thing, like being responsible to yourself and saying, only I can make myself feel the way that I want to feel. I can't rely on other people to give me that validation. I can't rely on someone else to say you're good enough. That has to come from me. And until it's coming from me, then I'm not doing what I need to do to get it. Yeah, I, I love that. And that's just, that's so powerful. And um, it's it's interesting because the past like minute of our conversation really summed up the first session that I take my clients through is, okay, however you want to feel in a relationship. Like, let's get that clear on that and then start creating that for yourself instead of just waiting on the guy or waiting on him um, because that's just never going to work in in the long term. Yes, I love that. We do a lot of work too Mm -hmm. centered around vision and it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I love that, that, but with the dating, you're exactly right. It's like some people are just waiting around and like their fingers crossed. They hope that when that guy comes, they're going to know it. Right. But we would never get into a car and say, I'm going someplace today. <laughs> I hope I know when I get there. <laughs> yeah, I always refer to that um, that quote in Alice in Wonderland when she's wandering around the forest and the cat's like, 
or she's like, which way do I go? And the cat's like, well, it doesn't matter if you don't care where you go. It doesn't matter which way you walk. And it's, it's the same, it's the same way. Yeah. Um, so how has this affected, and I know you're, you're married um, and you have children or no? Yeah. Yes, you do. Kids. You do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, um, how has this affected your relationship with your husband, um, you know, being in this state now of being a recovering perfectionist? You know, that's a really good question. And I love it because I feel like as I've become more gentle on myself, mm-hmm. I've also become more gentle with him. Uh-huh. And I think that one of the things that I used to do is I would, you know, project on project my own needs onto him. Mm-hmm. So because I was feeling like I needed affirmation, I felt like he needed to do something like he needed to feel that way too. And I would push him in that way. And, you know, I would, I would also feel like our relationship needed to be a certain way. I mean, I've always been a big reader and I, I love romance no- novels. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like every <laughs> now and then you just need to sit down with the, like a smutty book and read it. Uh-huh. I like chick flicks, so we all have our thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, you know, but the, the fact of the matter is a, a relationship, a deep and meaningful relationship is not like a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, we have to set aside this idea of what perfection is in a relationship and know that it's not going to look like that. And my relationship is not going to look like my neighbors and it's not Mm going to look like my Facebook friends. And it, you know, it is individual to each of us. Yeah. And it is what we bring to it. And if we're bringing a lot of neediness. Like I need you to validate me. I need you to tell me that I'm good enough. I need all this stuff from you. Then that that's a sign that you really need that from yourself, not from somebody else. And that other person is never going to be able to give that to you yeah. if you're not giving it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Um, so how do you know then if you're in a relationship And like, how do you know the difference between, okay, am I being just realistic that this is just life and not a romance novel? Or if I'm settling, like what's for you, what's like that line? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's one of those ones that we all have to answer deep within. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where I really like to talk about listening to your gut and the idea that we have inner wisdom within us that will tell us exactly what we should be doing, exactly what we need. And we have to really listen to that. And I think that many people are not um, practiced at listening to that because what they're listening to instead is what so-and-so says or what their mom says or or what they've always said to themselves. Like, no one's ever going to love me because of X, Y, Z, because I weigh too much or because I don't have a good enough job or whatever. Um, And we got to get still and Mm -hmm. quiet and connect into that space of us that truly knows. And what I tell my clients is that the, the way to begin doing that, first of all, is to make sure you have that space. And it looks different for everybody. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's writing in a journal. Maybe it's just sitting there. Maybe it's going for a walk without 
music blaring in your ears or going for a run or whatever, but it's about finding what works for you, that place, that way that you can access that voice Mm -hmm. and then paying attention to also the physical symptoms that come. So for example, if you are at the, um, in a relationship and you're asking yourself this question, you know, am I settling? Ask it to yourself, get in that quiet place, ask it to yourself, put yourself in that situation. Imagine yourself being in a long-term relationship with this person and see what that feels like in your body. Does that produce anxiety for you? Does that give you a feeling of excitement? Does it give you a feeling of deep fulfillment? And though that's like physical, right? Like you can feel that. Yeah. If, it's, if it's anxiety, a lot of times like our, our chest tightens up, maybe our heart is beating a little bit faster, not in a good way. We can really pay attention to those physical symptoms mm-hmm. to help us answer the question regardless of the question that it is. And then the other thing too is think about um, when it comes to settling, I think that a lot of times what women do is they're coming again from that place of like, well, I may not ever find someone that I that that meets my needs, all of them. This is good enough. And And the thing is, is we know that. We know it. Our soul knows. And if you are not in integrity with that, you do not feel right about it. And it's just about honoring that and, and really, you know, not, not being afraid, not being afraid that you're making the wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. And that's, and that's very, it's a very similar process to, um, <clears throat> what I teach my clients, which is like basically listening for yes and no in your body, like figuring out what yes feels like and figuring out what no feels like and how you described it um, is, is pretty similar to, um, to what, to what you just described. So um, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I totally love that. Um, cool. And, and just another thing that I want to add is, you know, this is a really good con- place to like start adding in like boundaries and we're kind of getting a little further from perfection worthiness and we'll get back to that in a second but you know like if there's something about the person that you're with um and like oh can I deal with this can I settle um with this then you know again you have to look into is this something that you actually care about or something that you think your mom cares about or your friend or your neighbor whatever you know like if you're worried about like the profession that your partner is in or the money he makes and like you think it should be a red flag but it may not actually be a red flag to your intuition just to what society's expectations are yeah Um, I love that and that's where get going back to the vision mm -hmm. I think is really helpful because Mm -hmm. and that's something we encourage our clients to do too is you don't just like work on your vision once and then you're done yeah like it's something that you're constantly revisiting it's something that you're it it's changing as you grow yeah And so that's the other part too, right? Like maybe when you're 20, you have the idea of what you want, but is that the same when you're 30? Mm -hmm. Probably not because you're a different person when you're 30. And so being, being flexible and open to what you want now, as opposed to what you think you want, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I always say like when we do the relationship visioning, like this is not set in stone. This is, there's never going to be like a place to get to. It's just something that's always changing, always evolving as, as you evolve. Um, Yeah. I love that. Um, Okay. So I want to 
um, segue back to imperfection or perf- imperfections. I already gave a, gave it away what I wanted to ask you about. Um, so a lot of times women in my community are um, really scared and nervous about revealing their true selves or maybe like a thing in their past. So like maybe they have kids or they're divorced or um, I don't know, they have a, there's just something about them like physically. Like I have a couple of clients who have um, really bad IBS and that keeps them from wanting to go on dates. So how can we start to love our imperfections and use that as an asset um, rather than just trying to hide them or using them as a crutch or an excuse? Yeah, I love this question. I have this quote up on my wall. I have a like a gallery wall in my studio mm-hmm. and there's one quote. It says, life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. Mm. And I think that's true of all of us. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as a whole person, right? And that whole person includes everything about me. It includes all of the things that I'm proud of and that are wonderful, like about me and every other person's eyes, like, you know, like I'm outgoing and I like to have fun and I, I have a sparkling personality, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also the part where sometimes I can be really bossy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can be critical because I tend to be critical with myself. And these are areas that, um, number one, I'm working on, but there are also areas that if I want to be whole, I have to own them. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. to see how those things create the person that I am. How have I learned from experiences that maybe I'm not proud of? For example, someone who is divorced, they are who they are today because of that. They would be a different person if if they didn't have that. And by hiding that, they're denying their true self. And by denying their true self, they're going to be attracting someone that is attracted to this fake thing, not mm-hmm. to who they really are. Yeah. And so really, I think being authentic. And that's the word that I really love using. Authentic is about owning all of who we are and accepting all of who we are. Yeah, I can be really bossy. And you know what? Sometimes that is really good. It really serves me. And what I'm learning as I grow in my life is the times that I need to not be bossy. Mm -hmm. And then I can let other parts of my personality um, shine and take over at those moments. And so it's, it's not about denying those sort of dark parts of who we are. There's a really great story that we like to tell. And it's, um, it's about this family and there's, you know, like a few kids and they don't have a lot of money. And so what their dad does is he will bring home a puzzle for them to do. And, um, the, 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 the thing about the puzzle is he never lets them see the picture. So they have all of the pieces and they don't really know what the picture is that they're making. They're just putting the puzzle together. And the youngest little girl of this family looks at all these pieces and there's like black ones and brown ones and she thinks they're ugly and they kind of scare her. And so she would take all of the, the dark ones and, you know, like hide them under the couch or whatever. And then they would get to the end of the picture And it wasn't complete until you put the dark pieces in. Mm. That is how we get the picture of all of who we are and of all of the experiences that have given us wisdom and that we've learned from and that we've grown from. If we deny that, we're denying everything that we've learned from that, everything that we've been able to take away from that. And then we're not our true authentic self. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I love that. I talk about how turning your, whatever your baggage you think you're carrying with you as really just a human management, just managing, be a human and having imperfections and things maybe we're less proud of mistakes we've made, or just parts of ourselves that aren't necessarily mistakes. They're just um, realities like, you know, you know, being divorced or having children that you think are a burden to the next potential guy. Um, so I, I really, I really love that. So, yeah. And just one other piece to that, okay. that I think is really important to bring out. Mm-hmm. If you are always trying to hide things that you think aren't quote unquote good or mm-hmm. are perfect. So if you're trying to hide those imperfections, what happens is <clears throat> we tend to judge when other people are doing that. Like we don't want anybody to see our imperfections. And so what we immediately see of other people are all of their imperfections. And so it's, it's sort of, it it creates this really not good cycle of like, I don't want him to see what I'm not good at, but then look at all of these things that he's not good at. So when we're really in this place of judging ourselves, Mm -hmm. that can be projected out and we start to judge others and we never really appreciate people for who they are because we can't appreciate ourselves for who we are. I love that. And it's just, it's so true. It's just, it's so true. Um, and then, and then like to even further, the cycle is people can tell when they're being judged. So if you're judging yourself, which leads you into a space where you're judging the person you're on a date with, well, they can tell they're being judged and then they go on the defensive and maybe turn around and judge you. I mean, it's just like this really vicious cycle that yeah, it's just, yeah. it can be never ending um, unless it starts with you, which is stopping the judgment against yourself. Right. Um, I totally love that. This is, there's so many amazing nuggets of wisdom that you, um, that you shared. And just one last question um, that I have for you. Um, So, you know, a lot of times when women feel rejected, so whether it's like a breakup or someone just didn't ask them on another date or whatever, um, a lot of times their friends um, might rally around them and say like, you're so much better, you deserve better. And, and sometimes it just, to me, it feels just a little empty. Um, like people say that, but don't really believe it. Um, so how can we start believing that we are so much better or we um, do deserve better than however the guy was treating us or, you know, dealing with these feelings of rejection? Do you have any yeah. tips or advice on that? I do. So, you know, we at Strong Body Whole Heart, we really try to teach people how to step into what we call everyday worthiness. And that is worthiness that doesn't need anything else, right? You don't need to lose that extra weight before you're good enough. You don't have to do X, Y, Z before you're good enough. You are worthy because you are here. You don't have to do anything to deserve that. So, you know, I think of when my my sons were born and I held them in my arms and they were literally minutes old. Mm-hmm. And I would do anything for them. I would do anything for them. And what have they done? Nothing, right? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything. And we are all that same person. We once were held in our by our parents in their arms and 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 we had done nothing and they would give everything to us. And we're that same person. And so really tapping in on a daily basis to that idea that I deserve exactly what I want. 
I am worthy of being in a relationship that is going to nourish me, that is going to make me feel the way that I want to feel. And if I am not in a relationship that is making me, if I'm in a relationship that feels bad, paying attention, number one, to why I'm making the choice to stay in that, right? Do we really want to be in a relationship that is not going to feel good? Mm-hmm. And chances are, if some someone has blown us off or whatever, let's get really clear. Do we really want to be with that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like rejection sucks. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But I think if we can dig back into, okay, wait a minute. It's not about the feeling of rejection. It's about how do I want to feel and how can I really, first of all, love myself enough to give that feeling to myself first Mm-hmm. And then make sure I'm putting myself in situations and make sure I'm making choices that help me feel the way that I want to feel. I love that. And it's the it's like quintessentially what I teach. So it's just it's a very good note to wrap up this interview and this episode with. So um, I, I just love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where can my listeners find you online? So our website is strongbodywholeheart.com and we're on Twitter at SBWHeart and on Facebook, strongbodywholeheart. And I'm on Instagram at SBWHeart underscore Kelly because I have a partner and so we each have our own Instagram. Cool. And um, we also, I, I want to offer out to your listeners um, our free 30 days of worthy program. And what it is, is just like an email a day for 30 days to help you step into a practice of worthiness of really loving yourself now, today, whether you, you know, never do another thing in your life, or you do everything that you want, you are worthy now. And so you can sign up for that um, just with your email at 30 days of worthy.com. And you can also find that on our website too. But that's a great way to step in and start an everyday worthiness practice. I love that. And we'll include all of those links in the show notes um, so that everyone can get to that. And the show notes will be at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 14. It's number 14. Um, And before I let you go, what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Well, I kind of said it before. One of my like most favorite ways to treat myself is literally to like get a really good book mm-hmm. and sit on the couch for three hours, maybe with a bowl of buttered popcorn <laughs> and and read like that's one of my favorite things to do in the world. Awesome. I love it. And such a such a good way to treat yourself. Um, yeah, that I, I do a lot the weekends as well all right well thank you so much kelly this is a pleasure and i just love all of the wisdom that you're able to share with us today great thanks for having me veronica all right thank you thank you for listening to date yourself radio i love hearing from you so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast that's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.